If you had to choose, which would it be? Loads of success and validation or lots of challenge? It's not just on an intellectual task that people have to make these choices. People also have to decide what kinds of relationships they want. Ones that bolster their egos or ones that challenge them to grow. Who's your ideal mate? We put this question to young adults and here's what they told us. People with a fixed mindset said the ideal mate would put them on a pedestal, make them feel perfect, worship them. In other words, the perfect mate would enshrine their fixed qualities. This is not me, by the way. This is from a book. Just because I'm going to say something next. <laughs> My husband says that he used to feel this way when he wanted to be the god of one person, his partner's religion. Fortunately, he chucked this idea before he met me. People with a growth mindset hope for a different kind of partner. They said their ideal mate was someone who would see their faults and help them work on them, challenge them to become a better person, encourage them to learn new things. Certainly, they didn't want people who pick on them or undermine their self-esteem, but they really didn't want people who would foster their development, or they did want people who would foster their development. They didn't assume they were fully evolved, flawless beings who had really nothing more to learn. Clearly, people with a growth mindset thrive when they're stretching themselves. When do people uh, with a fixed mindset thrive? When things are safely within their grasp. If things get too challenging, or not feeling smart or talented, they lose interest. I watch it happen as we follow pre-med students through their first semester of chemistry. For many students, this is what their lives have led up to, becoming a doctor. And this is the course that decides who gets to be one. It's one heck of a course too. The average grade on each exam is a C plus for students who rarely see anything less than an A. Most students started out pretty you know, interested in chemistry, yet over the semester something happened. Students with a fixed mindset stayed interested only when they did well right away. Those who found it difficult showed a big drop in their interest and enjoyment. If it wasn't, if it wasn't a testimony to their intelligence, they, they really couldn't enjoy it. The harder it gets, reported one student, the more I have to force myself to read a book and study for the tests. I was excited about chemistry before, but now every time I think about it, I get a bad feeling in my stomach. In contrast, the, with the growth minded, in contrast, students with the growth mindset continue to show the same high level of interest even when they found work very challenging. Quote, it's a lot more difficult for me when I thought it would be. It's a lot more difficult than I thought it would be, but, like me reading this book, but <laughs> it's what I want to do. So that only makes me get more determined. When they tell me I can't, it really gets me going. Challenge and interest went hand in hand. We saw the same thing in younger students. We gave fifth graders intriguing puzzles, which they all loved. But when we made them harder, children with a fixed mindset showed a big plunge in enjoyment. They also changed their minds about taking on some on on taking home some to practice. It's okay, you can keep them. I already have them, fibbed one child. In fact, they couldn't run away from it fast enough. This was just as true for children who were the best puzzle solvers, having puzzle talent, quote unquote, did not prevent the decline. Children with the growth mindset, on the other hand, couldn't tear themselves away from the hard problems. These were, the fa these were their favorites and these were the ones they wanted to take home. One said, could you write uh, the names of the puzzles down? 
so my mom could buy me some more of these when we when uh, that we run out. And that's just a little thing from a book I just finished called Mindset from Carol S. Dweck, PhD. So I've been reading a lot. Of course, been off social media, so I have a lot of shit to do. And went to 75 hard. And in 75 hard, you have to read 10 pages of a book every day. So I got a shit ton of books. For those of you who've never been over to my apartment, which is probably 98.7% of you guys. And this book actually really had a big impact on me because it talks about mindset. It talks about the way you and I were kind of brought up. It talks about even if you think you're in a growth mindset, which means, oh, I'm always looking for growth. I'm not going to stay in the same place. You probably aren't truly in a growth mindset. And I was one of those people. I was like, I don't need to read this. I know I'm in a growth mindset. That's fine, right? But after reading this book, made it obviously clear, especially from that last little excerpt right there, talking about the, the kids who were in grade school doing the puzzles. I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting at first, honestly, like, Everybody wants to succeed. I, I, everybody wants to succeed. But at the level you want to succeed at is really going to determine and, – and how you want to succeed too is going to determine how successful you really are. I think for myself after – I mean that was like a huge wake-up call for me reading that because I was like, holy shit. I've done that before. I, I, I know many times I've done that before where you get good at something, right? You get, you get good at something or you're just naturally talented at something. It comes easy to you. And instead of wanting to go do something else or move on or um, move forward, challenge yourself again, right? You stay in that little safe zone because you're successful, and you do that, it, t- it explains in the book a little bit more. And I'm, I'm not going to read the whole book because that was a little bit more atrocious part on my reading than I thought I would do. <laughs> and a reason why I'm doing more free flow content on this one instead of reading because I felt like the last podcast I was and uh, duh, 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 reading it like that. But reason why, why people like that and, and a lot of people, including myself, do that, did that, because I don't do it anymore, I'm more aware is really because it explains in the book, you or we, <laughs> we, everybody kind of takes it with a fixed mindset as every single thing in their life, every action, everything that they do is either a success or a fail, right? And I'm pretty sure like a lot of people be like, yeah, yeah, you like there's only two ways they can come out. I'm pretty sure I've even said that on this podcast previously. Either you're gonna succeed or you're gonna fail. And that's very, that's a very, at first when I read it, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck type of shit is this? Like, it makes sense, but I don't really get it because I've, I've only known everything is like either you're going to succeed or fail, right? Like, who the fuck is, who the fuck is, what the fuck is Carol talking about, right? The fuck, Carol. But as I started reading more, it started making more sense to me. When you, when you have that type of thinking of either success or fail, right? Everything comes success or fail. You wake up in the morning, you are on your schedule. You have to get your morning routine done to get to the gym at a certain time. If you do it, great, you won. If not, you failed. You got to get through your daily tasks. You did it, great, success. If not, fail. 
in barbering when I was cutting hair. If I did a great haircut, if it's good, great success. If it's bad, damn, I failed that time, right? And you could put it as like, okay, yeah, but it wasn't that serious of like a detrimental failure mindset of like, damn. Sometimes at the beginning it is. But I think when you start taking in for like where you, you where you really keep track at, you know, where you really keep your score at in terms of successes and failures, it really becomes apparent, at least to me, that living in that mindset sets you up for failure because nobody likes to fail. Like nobody, nobody likes to fail. So if you really take everything as either a success or a failure, guess what you're going to do when you come up to a successful part in your life and you have the option to grow forward, move forward to actually become more successful but you're going to fail, right? Most people are going to be like, uh-uh, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm successful right now. I don't want to, I don't want to fail. Like, I don't want to go in, like from the top of top where I'm at right now and then jump off my pedestal just to, just to land in the dirt and fail all over again. And it makes sense. Because like I said, nobody, like if you think of yourself as a winner, if you think yourself a successful person, you're like, fuck that, bro. I'm successful. I'm a winner. Winners don't lose, Right? Terrible mindset because it describes in that book, Carol further describes, and she has a PhD, mind you. I'm just Carol isn't just any Carol, she has a PhD in this, okay? She's fucking smart as shit. I would recommend you get this book. I cannot recommend it enough. But, um, when you're in a growth mindset, you really. You don't lie to yourself, right? Because you accept you accept that you failed, but the failure is more of I'm not good at it yet. And I understand I'm not good at it yet. But because I just failed once, twice, three times, four times, five times, a hundred times, doesn't mean I'm always gonna be a failure at that. Right? just means you haven't learned how to be in that at that that level yet, right? Like if you are like I'm sure everybody's heard from somebody, I never thought I'd be the person that writes a book. Well, how the fuck do you do it then, huh? Words didn't just come up on the paper. No, 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 you learned how to write a book. You got out of that fixed mindset and you actually put into action you know, you probably failed a lot and came in front of a lot of writer's blocks, but to actually put out a book, somebody has to get past a writer's block and actually figure out how, to, how the fuck to write a book, right? In a fixed mindset, somebody might say, fuck, I get writer's block too easily. <sighs> I can't do it. I get writer's block. Everybody gets writer's block. I get, I get speaker's block. I get content block, right? You, you have no fucking clue what to do. You just got to fucking fi- figure it out. And what Carol goes at, I think the, the, the name Carol is just fucking hilarious when I say it. Carol over here, because I feel like that's one of those regular names that people, you know, like people will always say, give me a name, Bob, Frank, like one of those plain neck Carol. It's just, it just funny, but she's a smart lady. Um, you know, when, when you, when you were, in front of a failure, all you got to do is take a step back and not let those fixed mindset traits come in. 
whether they're set on you from and it talks about like how a lot of you know coaches in terms of sports how a lot of teachers even parents um can inhibit this fixed mindset because you know in 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 grade school all you, all you're really graded on is did you pass or did you fail instead of you know if you passed you how did you get to that passing grade like what were the strategies you took it's not on like did you did you pass it's did you did you learn how to create the strategies to pass right did what what how how did you get around those obstacles when you came in front of something hard to be able to go ahead and figure it out whereas when you fail you just haven't figured out that little soup that little that little way around figuring out that problem that little sidestep to continue to go on that's what you're really learning you're not learning how to get an a plus and she even goes in further about it like um you know just just in in anything like if if you're if you're doing something right like like uh she was talking about how the kids like going to you know taking chemistry class and and further on in that paragraph uh cuz I was kind of jumping around putting putting together different different paragraphs um but she was talking about um these were students who who only are used to getting a pluses right and when they got a d there was plenty of students like the like the whole class damn near split in half right half the class just crumbled. And these were students who had gotten A pluses throughout their whole entire career of school until they got into that, that, that college uh, chemistry. And the other half said, okay, let me take a step back. Okay, obviously, whatever I'm doing right now is not allowing me to get that A. So let me figure out ways on how I need to go ahead and get that A. They, they, and the, so what, the, what the, the fixed mindset students do is they get their test back. And they go ahead and say, ah, I need to study harder. I didn't study hard enough, right? I, did, I need to study harder. I need to study more. So the next test comes around and they don't sleep for 14 days. They just read, just try to memorize everything, right? Thinking that that's going to get it. I'm not going to lie. I thought that same way too, except I still failed. And that's why I, f- I still failed in chemistry, right? Because you did, you're just doing more of the same thing you were doing before. You're not actually analyzing what you did to get that uh, outcome, to get that uh, product, right? Whereas the open mindset people, they went ahead and took a step back. They asked the teacher for the test or they got the test back. They looked at all, they reviewed all the ones they got wrong, right? They didn't even, they, they're like, all right, the ones I got right, cool. I know. The ones I got wrong, let's go ahead and, and go through each and every single question that was wrong. See if there's something that matches up in terms of a topic that matches up over this to where I can I can st- like study get it get it specifically down to one topic that I need to like work on. And then on top of that, I'm not going to review and try to memorize everything about this topic. I'm just going to try and understand the principles behind it, right? Understand whatever whatever that overlying message is. I'm not I'm not having to read word for word or like the memorize the definitions and shit. No, no, just let me get the principle behind it because I'll be able to figure it out and use that tactic later because really nobody can memorize a whole inf- entire fucking textbook, which honestly, I used to think, <laughs> which is why I never put in any effort. And that's exactly what she talks about too. People with a fixed mindset, of course, when they, got, when they took the next test, the ones who studied for 14 days straight without sleeping, guess what happened? They're tired. They didn't really learn much anymore. They, f- they failed again. The ones who with growth mindset did better. Now they're seeing a separation in the class. Now they're saying, uh-oh, I'm failing. 
Okay. Now, when you start failing in anything, by the way, I'm just using this because it's a little bit easier. Everybody's gone to grade school and probably gotten shitty grades at one point. If you haven't, fuck you. <laughs> you're blessed. Um, no, I shouldn't say you're blessed. You just, you just uh, have worked hard. Um, so what, what happens with the fixed mindset student? Okay, I failed twice. Ah, man, this might not be for me. And you're already saying to yourself, ah, this, this isn't for me. I can't do this. You're already saying, can't do it. Did, tried it twice, not for me. I, it, it's just not working, right? So instead of trying to figure everything out, right, trying to reverse engineer, and even instead of at least putting in some effort of 14 days straight of studying, they just, mm, nope, not for me. Push all the books to the side. I don't need to do this anymore. I'm just going to fail. I'm just going to accept it. Hey, I'm here. Cool, right? Growth mindset students, they might get like a C, they might get a B minus. Okay, now they got a little, a little recognition of okay, what I did last time got me a little bit closer. I'm still very far away from my goal. I'm keep on repeating that process, and that's where you see that separation gap. To some, that might be like, ah, oh, what the fuck, deluxe? I already knew that shit. To me, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> if, I think, if I think like this, I think like this. I know there's at least three people out there that listen to my podcast that think this way too, right? And it just makes you more aware of how you approach things and how you approach failures. And actually, it's saying, it's saying don't praise the ones who succeed. Praise the ones and give praise and praise yourself and give, give yourself credit when you fail. Figure out the tra- strategies and tactics and then come out on top. Don't fall in love with the result of it. Fall in love with that middle process from failure to success. Don't fall in love with the product. Fall in love with that middle product. Because that middle product, no matter what you go into next, because you're going to have to go into something next eventually. Another issue, another struggle, another um, setback. You're going to have to use those same tactics, come up with those same um, abilities, right? And use those same type of type of problem solving to, to go ahead and get an outcome. Now, this book, I think it took me like two weeks to read. But anyways, it was a very, very informational book. I think it's just, it's just so crazy. Like if you're an entrepreneur, and, and by the way, I, I didn't mention this at the beginning because I was trying to, trying to be all serious and read a book. Um, this, is, this is like a little thing I want to, I, I might do every, every so often. Call it uh, fr- uh, Friday Night Grind, right? The Friday Night Grind. Because if you're listening to this right now or even Saturday Night Grind, uh, depending on um, when I release this, but depending on when I do release this, you listen to this right now because everybody else at the club, everybody else partying, everybody else drinking, everybody else smoking. Guess what you doing? You working. <laughs> you just, you at the gym right now, right? You're like, I don't, I don't want to go out. I just want to go to the gym, get my work in, go back home, get a little bit more work in whatever I'm working on currently, get a good night's rest so I can wake up early and have a good productive day the next day. I'm not trying to go ahead and go out and get fucked up. I'm not trying to be um, distracted by anything. And if you listen to this the next morning, you just partied last night. I mean, it's a good thing to take in. Understand that if you are having success right now, hey, live it up. This shit's fun. But there's somebody that's already been up for about another couple hours before you because you were drunk ass and hungover ass, had to sleep in a little bit, who's already been getting after it, right? Because they haven't won yet and they're already, they're already ahead of figuring out how to get ahead of you. Um, but if you go out and party, like, hey, just make sure you wake up that next day, same time you do every day, and get on that horse and start, start working. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I think this book has just been so... This has actually been one of the best books I've read in these two months that I've been on 75 Hard. And I'm, I'm very, very thankful. It's been sitting in my bookshelf for a couple months and, and uh, I've, I'm glad I got around to it. I've read a couple other books. I read The Alchemist. Um, what else did I... I read Extreme Ownership by uh, Jocko Willink. Read... Um, 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 damn, what else did I read? I feel like I'm leaving y'all out in some books. Um, 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 anyways, this shit don't matter. <laughs> um, oh no, I, re- I read Relentless too. Um, just finished Mindset, so I'm gonna start another one today. But it's crazy just how, how, even thinking like that, even, even putting that into perspective, right? Of week, week, if you're not aware of it, you can literally be keeping yourself and holding yourself back just because you want to feel like the short term success, right? Like the kids with the puzzles, they would just want, they just want to be good and successful at those easy puzzles. There's, there's the hard ones over there, but like, ah, I'm going to fail at that. I'm going to lose my feeling of success. I'm going to lose my feeling of high horse. And if I go over here from being success and, and can't understand and uh, make that one work, I'm going to now be a failure. Labeling yourself as like it's either or instead of, okay, I'm successful at this one. Let me go ahead and move on to this harder one, which I know is harder. It's going to make me actually better. It's going to make me smarter. It's going to make me able and force myself to learn new tactics on how to solve something and come up with this uh, answer that I'm looking for and grow. But no, I want to stay successful. I want to stay at this lower level. And I think you, you, when, when you start like understanding that, you start looking around at people. I mean, I, I look at people like in a different, like before I was like, oh, I couldn't, I don't even know why the fuck that person is still doing that. Like that shit crazy, bro. They should have been like gone and done something else or they should have been like moved on. They should have been, you know, I think everybody has like those like inner thoughts of like people that they, they know he should have been gone doing that. Like, I don't know what the fuck he doing over here. like still fucking around with this shit. Right. But then when you understand that point, you almost like, wow, that's why. They, they're afraid they're afraid to fail. They finally got a, a taste of success and, and they're afraid to go back to being a failure because they label everything as one or the other, not, not as ability to grow, not as, as something that they can go ahead and flourish in later on. I thought that was crazy. I'm going to go ahead and read one more thing, one more expert because I know for myself... I pride myself on like working extra hard, willpower, right? Whether it be in the gym, whether it be working hard, I just gotta, I just gotta will myself to work hard. I gotta will myself to focus more. I, if, if I have enough, if I, if I, if I force myself to do it enough, it's gonna happen for me, right? As a man, you feel that way. This was another eye opening. Um, let me put this phone down. This was another eye opening, little, little piece. <clears throat> Sometimes we don't want to change ourselves very much. We just want to be able to drop some pounds and keep them off or stop smoking or control our anger. Some people think about this in a fixed mindset way. If you're strong and have willpower, shit, you can do it. But if you're weak and don't have willpower, you can't. People who think this way may firmly resolve to do, to do something, but they'll take no special measure to make sure that they succeed. <laughs> These are the people who end up saying, quitting is easy. I've done it a hundred times, man. It's just like the chemistry students, like we talked about before. Crazy that we just want, we just read that little thing. The ones with a fixed mindset thought, if I have the ability, I'll do well. If, if I don't, I won't. 
As a result, they didn't use sophisticated strategies to help themselves. They just studied in an earnest but superficial way and hoped for the best. When people with a fixed mindset fail their test in chemistry, dieting, smoking, or anger, they beat themselves up. They're incompetent, weak, or bad people. Where do you really go from there? My friend Nathan's 25th high school reunion was coming up, and when he thought about his ex-girlfriend who would be there, that should crack me up. <laughs> 25 years, bro, you gotta move on. <laughs> he didn't lose, he, didn't, he, he decided to lose the paunch, which is basically his stomach. He wanted to lose his little fat fat. He'd been handsome and fit in high school, and he didn't want to show up as a fat middle-aged man. Nathan always made fun of, of women with the, and their diets. What's the big fuss? You just need some self-control. To lose weight, he decided he would just go, he would just eat part of what was on his plate and leave it at that. But each time he got into a meal, the food on the plate disappeared. Quote, I blew it, he said, feeling like a failure and ordering dessert, either to seal his failure or lift his mood. I'd say, Nathan, this isn't working. You need a better system. Why not put some of the meal at the beginning of the restaurant, at the beginning of your food, uh, or have the restaurant wrap it up or take it home? Why not fill your plate with extra vegetables so it'll look more like more foods on the plate? There are a lot of things you can do. To this, he would say, no, I have to be strong. Typical fucking man thing, right? Hard head, just listen to your lady, bro. <laughs> That's all you need to do sometimes. Nathan ended up going to uh, on one of those liquid crash diets, losing weight for the reunion, and of course, putting it back on, uh, putting, putting it back on, and even more after... Uh, then he lost afterward. I wasn't sure if I wasn't sure how this was being strong and how using some uh, simple strategies was being weak. Next time you think of uh, next time you think to try a diet, think of Nathan. And remember, the willpower is not just a thing that you ha have or don't have. Willpower needs help. I'll come back to this point, and no, we will not because I did not look for um, another point to make in that one, but. I think we always try to force things, right? We we're always trying to like, ah, I can do this. I just need I just need a willpower, right? I just need to, I need a man up, right? It works in the gym. I can just push this through. Shit, even in the gym, bro, you trying to push like three three plates on each side and bench press it. You press the, that. That's called that's an ego press, right? If I try that, that's an ego press because that shit ain't doing nothing for my titties. I ain't getting no, my muscles are not getting worked out. My shoulders might hurt afterwards. My tendons are going to be sore. But there's no strength involved in that, right? And I think that's like, like, like figure out everything that you do. Like, okay, am I, like in the gym, I used to blast, you know, everybody blast music and loud music, get them hyped up and shit. Arr, feel good. Like, feel like you got a good workout. You gotta feel all hyped up, bro. You gotta feel. You gotta feel that hype. You feel me? And uh, or if if that's not you, you know some motherfuckers that are in there that are like that. The <sighs> that might be you right now. But what I started doing, especially when I took a step back from left left barbering, stopped cutting hair, was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do moving forward before I really got into social media marketing. I was like, all right, well, I don't want to go into anything. I like, like I, I told myself, I don't want to go back to barbering, right? If I went back to barbering, it wasn't going to be so much of a failure, but I just don't want to be, I just don't want to get back into that. If I'm trying to leave, if I'm trying to move on and evolve and push myself to my next level, I have to really get down to my core level instincts and like break myself down in terms of like really figure out why I do things. 
And I knew in the gym that was something that I had to figure out for myself too because in the gym, you know what I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to lift the 20, you're going to curl the, the uh, 15 pound dumbbells over there or do you want to pick up those 40 and start repping them out? You know, like, like what, what's going to make you feel better? Probably, probably repping those 40 pounds, that was going to be a nice little ego stroke, right? You make you feel successful. But you know, meanwhile, your body's swaying two feet back and forth while you're trying to get that bad boy up. But goddamn, your ego feels good afterwards, right? That that's that's like a fixed mindset. Like I picked it up, bro. I fucking curled it. I'm getting swole. I'm getting fucking huge, right? No, no, no. You need those 15s, bro. You need those 15s in good form. You need stillness. And what I did, <laughs> I had to turn off the music, and instead I turned on white noise. Literally, I went on YouTube and I looked. I re- looked up white noise, and I put on the longest white. It's like a ten-hour white noise loop, and I just listened to white noise at the gym. Literally, just so I, I didn't want to hear people's conversation around me. Like I still wanted to have something that blocks out everything in the background music of the gym, and I just wanted something that would just focus me in, like would block everything out, just so I'm there with my thoughts, so I can control myself of like. Um, like when, you know, you get towards the end of the set, you want to start swaying your body because you want to get those 12 or 15 reps in instead of just like staying, getting good form and really just exercising that muscle, pulling all the way up. Like just those little minute things because all this kind of bleeds into the rest of your life. And it, I, I noticed that for myself too. And I knew if I want to make this change, I need to make change in every, every other area of my life, right? I couldn't be in I couldn't be in my apartment and have it super super messy and expect my mind to be super polished and clean and have my mental thoughts be super super just on point targeted. I need to be able to have a clean space, a clean living space. You know, staying on top of vacuuming, staying on top of my dishes, making my bed, laundry, everything nice. I think um when I, you know, afterwards Zay came over one time. He's like, "Bro, what the fuck is hella clean in here?" <laughs> Zay, and every time Zay's like, hmm, clean as always. I'm like, yep. That's how I got you. It's a reflection. Everything is a reflection to yourself, bro. Not talking to Zay, but I'm talking to, to, to you or, or uh, homegirl, like whoever was listening. Everything's a reflection. The, 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 the condition you keep your house more or less talks about the condition of your mind. And I'll tell you, when I was cutting hair, my fucking drawer was a fucking tornado, hurricane, uh, whatever the fuck uh, uh, else you can think of, earthquake, gigantic Godzilla shit just wreaked havoc on it, right? Everything was thrown in there. And over here, you had next to me done, all nice and perfect, all nice and neat. Done always had the shit real nice. I never understood. I'm like, man, I don't need that shit, right? Yes, the fuck I did. Spent more time trying to find shit more than I, more than I was spending time cutting hair, right? Probably would have cut down my hair cutting time a whole lot more. On top of that, I was very jumbled up in the head, doing a lot of different things just because I allowed other things around me to be all jumbled up and mixed up. But when I cleaned up my surroundings, it forced me to like really clean up. Okay, let me think clearly. Let me do things a little bit more with a clear intent, right? It really does help. I recommend doing it. If your room, car, anything. Make sure it's in order. Make sure it's upkept. Even even your phone. Make sure your email, everything. It's just little things. It's the little details. I don't know if, if any of you have seen on Instagram. Uh, there was this, because I know Ed Reed just got in, inducted in the Hall of Fame. And I'm, I'm a big Ed Reed fan. I've always fucked with Ed Reed. He was a savage, right? But there was this, like this one clip of him talking about a Super Bowl year, talking about it was the little things, right? He told his teammates, look, bro, 
you take this towel and you take it, your dirty towel, and you drop it on the floor two feet away from the towel bin. We got to have all these trainers and, and, and uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the, the firefighters and police officers who, who are um, just there dedicating their time, pick all this shit up. And he had to, Ed Reed picked them up too. And he's like, look, we're not going to get to anywhere like winning a Super Bowl, not doing the little things. It's always the little things that will make you on top. Cause if you let that slide, you're willing to let some, you let, you're willing to let a little thing slide on the field. You're willing to, um, and not take a good angle on a tackle. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have more control over the little things. Mindset, baby. But, this one, I don't know, this one's 20 minutes, about 30 minutes. Definitely longer one than what I thought. But we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. A little Friday night grind for all my fucker, fucking motherfuckers who are out there not partying, not drinking. If you're waking up on a Saturday morning hungover listening to this, that's all right. You just got work to get done. Get that shit done, all right? Other than that, y'all, I ain't got too much else to say. Um, just felt like giving y'all just a little something, something. Other than that, as always, if you felt or took anything away from this podcast, if you felt this brought some type of value to you, you can't leave a comment, can't like it. We can do is drop a subscription, just drop a little subscribe, write a review, leave a comment in the review section, or my favorite also. You should also uh, share this podcast with one friend, right? If you found value in this and feel like somebody else needs to hear this, for one, or would find tremendous value in it, I highly recommend you go ahead and just hit that little share button, copy it, send them a text, be like, hey, listen to this. You need this. Whenever you wake up drunk and hungover, send that to them. They'll probably thank you later. I always appreciate y'all for reposting on my, on your Instagram story. I don't know how many I don't know if I'm gonna be reposting like Instagram stories like that on mine just because like I don't wanna be that guy where all you do is click on my story and all you see is just podcast, podcast being reposted. Trust me, I'm gonna see them. I'm gonna reply all to them in the DMs. So we can have a little conversation in the DMs if you want, right? I always like to to hear about how how you like the podcast and whatever, but I don't want to be that guy just posting, posting reposts all day. I feel that that might get a little corny at times. Organic. You got to be organic with it. But I appreciate all you guys tuning in to the last podcast. Hopefully this one was not as robotic, except for the reading in the book. I tried not to go off any notes, just go off the top of the head. I just felt like I need to go off the top of the head more. You feel me? I already knew what I was going to talk about. But other than that, y'all. Mindset by Carol S. Dweck, PhD. Right after not right after you share this podcast with one friend, go ahead and go on Amazon. Go ahead, buy that book real quick. So you can go ahead and read it. I know I told you that last podcast too, I believe. I think. Or that might have been a different piece of content I was making. I make I'm making content for a lot of shit, so I get a little confused. But other than that, y'all, continue the grind. Make sure you get your you make sure you get your sleep in. Make sure you are rewarding yourself for learning through your failures, not just the outcome, all right? So it's never, it's never about the outcome. It's about learning how to 
gain those skills on how to get the outcome. So the next time that happens, because you can't just get the outcome and stay there. You got to move up in the, in, in the chain of command. You got to move up to the next step. Only way you will successfully do that is if you know your strategies on how to get around those obstacles because they will show up in every part of your life. Relationship, diet, work, career, same shit, right? If you have kids, I don't got kids, thank God, but one day. <laughs> Not now, though. Financially, whatever it is, you'll fit, like, it'll, it'll benefit you in the long run to get yourself in the uncomfortable. Just get yourself in the uncomfortable and learn how to, how to maneuver in there. That's basically it. I, uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. About to go run my four to five miler right now out in this Sacramento heat. Oh, well, I'm, I'm recording this during the day. I'm going to release this tonight. So that's what if you're looking outside, you're like, bro, it ain't, it's dark. What the fuck are you talking about? That's why. All right, y'all. We out.